what's your thing? What's the thing that if somebody brings it up in a conversation, you are like, oh my gosh, that's my thing. I love that. I love talking about that. Let's dive in deep. Let's connect around it. And just because of the fact that they bring up the topic, it's not just something you have in common, but it's like a passion. It's it's a place, it's a, it's a topic around which you feel like you belong and you connect and you are just into this thing. One of my things is running. Uh, I'm not a great runner. In fact, I'm kind of a mediocre, middle of the pack, try to survive the race runner. I love running though. And I love talking about running. I love nerding out about running. I love, I love being able to say, yeah, I'm a runner and you're a runner too. And, and, and we're like part of a special club. Even if we just met, we feel like we belong someplace. This episode is a little bit about running, but it's also about the way we connect around the things that, that we're into. Maybe even the things that we're kind of weird about. Own your weird. That's a message my guest has to share with you on this podcast episode. Man, I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the People People Podcast. Welcome to the People People Podcast. We're on a mission to spread human connection. Hey, Matt Madsen here, host of the People People Podcast. I'm coming to you live. I'm sort of from the driver's seat of my car. I'm actually driving to a trailhead here about uh, 10 miles from my house in Colorado. I'm driving this trailhead because I'm going to park there. I'm going to meet up with somebody to go for a little trail ride with. But the somebody I'm meeting up with is Brittany Charbonneau, who happens to be one of the fastest marathoners, the fastest marathoners in America right now. Uh, she's ranked in the top 40 women in the country. Uh, she was an Olympic trials qualifier. I'll talk more about that. And she's recently taken up trail running. And I thought I'd talk to her, do a podcast about how people come together in the running community and how people connect and build relationships through and around running. But uh, I did something dumb. I kind of asked her, hey, will you go for a run with me? Now, I'm not uh, an Olympic marathon trials qualifier. I'm a guy who pays to run in races because of the pain and because I hope to survive and finish. I'm a middle of the packer, you know, a nine-minute miler, uh, and that's not my trail time. That's my road time. Anyway, wish me luck. I may not be able to talk much while I'm recording this podcast because some of it may be recorded while we're running, and the rest of it will be recorded after we're running. And uh, not entirely sure I'll be able to stand, breathe, talk, or anything else. So wish me luck. Wish me health. And I'm super pumped about this conversation with Brittany. I hope it goes well, and I hope you enjoy it. All right. Talk to you soon. I just keep running. Okay. So here I am. I'm on a trail in a place called Green Mountain, Colorado. Good God. You're doing amazing. Thanks, Brittany. So I'm with Brittany Charbonneau, today's guest. We'll do a, a normal heart rate interview here in a minute. <laughs> but Brittany, what is it you love about trail running? Look at our views. Yeah. I know you can't see them, yeah. but I promise it's green and open and beautiful. And it's hard, but it's amazing. We're out, we're outside. So if I haven't already said this, Brittany is one of the 40 fastest 
female marathoners in the United States. And I am, well, not. You are killing it, Yeah. Though. Oh, you're awfully nice. <laughs> How's it going? We just passed another runner on the trail. You always say nice, always say hi to people. You say hi to people, Brittany? Every time. That's what I love about trail running. I feel like road running, people don't say hi. Trails, it's like yeah. common culture. Yeah. There is a, it's a different culture. So Brittany is uh, maybe a, a road runner uh, originally and has recently entered our trail running world. And Brittany, it's, it's like a whole different crowd. It's a whole different like vibe. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Everyone is just, it's so supportive and just playful. I think that's yeah. a really good word for it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm gonna push staff. We'll continue this interview. When we get to the end of the trail. Thanks for being merciful, Brittany. <laughs> hey, sorry to interrupt this episode, but this is Matt Matson, your host, and it's time for a commercial break. But here on the People People podcast, we don't do commercial breaks. Let's call this an uncommercial break. Instead of listening to a commercial about some mattress or some food delivery service, which I'm sure are fantastic. I'd like you to listen to this message from a friend of mine who is a part of an organization, a part of a group of people who have gathered together to make the world better. Please consider supporting this wonderful unsponsor, this incredible partner, this incredible group of people who are out there in the world doing social excellence. I'm Alex Fountain, and I'm lucky enough to work at one of the coolest places on earth, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Matt Matson and his team of social excellence educators and changemakers have partnered to help support St. Jude for years. I don't know if you know, but they're kind of a big deal. But more importantly, we appreciate each and every one of them for supporting the kids of St. Jude. We also love the listeners of the People People podcast. You all are people striving for human connection to drive great impacts in this world, and that's what we need. We believe in social excellence. We believe in the power of handshakes and relationships to change the world. That's how St. Jude was founded, and it's how we thrive. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital is leading the way the world understands, treats, and defeats childhood cancer and other life-threatening diseases. Our purpose is clear, finding cures, saving children. So if you're a people people, join the St. Jude mission by visiting stjude.org. Okay, well, we, Brittany and I have now stopped on our run, and we are in a relatively quiet place. There may be some wind noise. But Brittany, while I catch my breath for a minute, will you tell everybody who you are and, like, the stuff you do? Yeah. First of all, you're doing amazing out here. So... My name is Brittany Charbonneau, and I have called myself the funny runner. Uh, when I left my corporate job two years ago, I think, I knew I wanted to pursue professional running and comedy, but it didn't exist. And so I had to create it, and I wanted to create, start creating a brand for myself and kind of be, just set myself apart yeah. a little bit. And so I started calling myself the funny runner. So that way, when people asked me what I did for a living, I didn't have to do the, uh, well, I sort of run, I'm sort of into comedy, like I'm pursuing both yeah. and just kind of stake my claim on what I do. So yeah, so I run full-time, train professionally, full-time for running. Currently 
training towards the Olympic trials for 2020. And I also on the side do comedy. So I have a background in improv and sketch comedy. I have my own one woman show um, that I'm hoping to bring back maybe this fall. Um, that's all about my story from when I met running to where I'm at now with yeah. running. So it's kind of a meld of two very crazy, fun worlds, but they are so complimentary, which is just amazing. And I seriously look at my days sometimes and can't believe that I do what I do. Yeah. 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 The idea of being a professional runner by itself is like, I'm sure, a dream come true, right? And, and yeah. not a dream you've had your whole life. No, never, ever thought I would. Truly, I never thought I could be. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of the part that I'm just, I feel so grateful. Like, I think, like, we're standing out here looking at all these mountains and I'm working right now, yeah. technically. Like, yeah. this is my job. And I, like, had a meeting with a dietitian this morning and my trainer and that's part of my job and it's just I'm just so grateful and I just never ever thought I could be at this level or and who knows where I can go and I just never thought that it would be something that I could be yeah yeah Yeah. and professional comedian you studied uh at least a little I think at Second City Mm -hmm. uh and some other places and you graduated from what Bovine Metropolis here in Denver yep like real like legit like some of the greatest comedy schools and, that you can go to. And, yeah. And you did, uh, I thought this part was cool. You did your one-woman show, like, in Chicago mm-hmm. during the Chicago Marathon. Yeah, right? yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I studied at Second City, graduated from their writing program, which oh, was yeah. awesome. Did improv at the Annoyance Theater out there. Yeah. And then it, during that time is when I met my Jesbund, who's my husband, Justin, but I call him the Jesbund. <laughs> So we were moving back here to Colorado. We're both from here. And then started getting back into improv at the Bovine. And I still teach there. So I teach once a week there. Yeah, and it's been really cool. And I get to, I brought my show back to Second City, kind of where I started my comedy. And it's been fun. That's like, you've run in some of the greatest races in the world. You are, I mean, these are like, the pinnacle achievements in two different careers that are almost impossible to even get started in Thanks. for most people, yeah. right? Like, yeah. what a what an amazing career you've already built for yourself. That's Thanks. Awesome. Yeah. I think I needed to hear that because yeah. I think I forget. Yeah, really? Yeah, I think I'm in this zone right now where I think I'm forgetting that a little bit. That, yeah. you know, as you level up, you are constantly looking ahead to what is the next possibility and what's the peak of your career yep. like where could you where could I go what what is my peak and I think I'm constantly looking ahead at that that I sometimes yep. forget to just like literally just like we're doing right now just stopping and looking back I mean like I guess that's true like yep. I have done really good things and I am capable of yeah. great things yeah. and have done so much so far yeah you know well uh, color me impressed and uh, and genuinely like I, this is silly I, I like I don't know why, but like I was nervous oh. to come here. Like, like I was nervous to do this run. A because of the run. Yeah, you, you could hear me breathing. Yeah, uh, you did amazing. But also, like I, I'm so like these achievements are things that I I really admire. I wow. I'm not I, I'm not a comedian, but I really admire comedy and I love following like understanding those routes that people take and sort of what are the what are the achievements or what are the things that people are trying to do and. I don't know. I, I really look at your career and I'm like, oh, wait, like I know her. Thanks. Like I've, I've met her. And <laughs> like now we're talking. That's, yeah. uh, anyway, that's a big deal. So the point of the People People podcast yeah. is about human connection, right? Like the ways that people connect and the ways that we might be able to connect better and more often mm-hmm. and in more in deeper and more meaningful ways that too many people sort of live on the surface, right? And one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode is because I think running 
running naturally brings people together mm-hmm. in this. We were t- just talking about this sort of this. There's an open invitation. Yeah. That if you run, you're a runner. And yeah. You're kind of welcome here. Always. Right? I think you always are. Yeah. Uh, have you found your running community? Is that has that and has that changed as you've entered the elite realms of running? Yeah, I have my running community here locally in the sense of like when you say my running community, I automatically my brain goes to my dream team who are my it's my coach, my trainers, my dietitian, my massage therapist, and then my husband. Like that's my like core running community and they don't only my coach really is like a runner. But I think about that, that that's my community because of running. And I think about the kids that I coach, like those kids are my community. That's, I mean, a massive staple of who I am as a runner. And just like the local support too, you know, like just from everybody in different races and things like that. So I feel like we've got something special here in Colorado and I felt it big time. And then I think, I don't, I don't know. I would say in the elite world right now, Probably because I haven't taken claim of like, I belong here. I feel a little dissociated sometimes because it doesn't feel as tight knit or community as I would love it to be. But I understand what's at stake and I understand how hard everyone's working. But I'm also a solo runner. So there, I mean, there's like the different elite. You're not on a team. You're not, yeah, right. That I'm sure they have a different experience. But at the end of the day, like, I think we all have something that is unique and in um, binding like we all know what we're all going through so it's just kind of a a support thing and especially on social media you get to like support all these other runners that you may have heard of or maybe have run with or things like that and you get to support them so I think it's growing yeah I think it's shifted and then I still have my core I think to sort of answer that question were you so you recently Leadville, Leadville heavy half. Mm-hmm. You won that race, right? Yeah. <laughs> so th- this is your first trail race. Ever. First <laughs> like literally my longest trail run in my entire life. Yeah. So most people listening aren't runners, may not be runners and probably definitely aren't trail runners yeah. and aren't plugged into the, the trail running community. I wasn't either. But Leadville is like, Leadville is Leadville. Yeah. Leadville, Leadville is like the place that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's one of the meccas of trail running. Oh, And yeah. you just show up mm. and like crush the heavy half yeah, that was and crazy. break the tape. That was Yeah, awesome. that was really cool. And you ran, like one of the reasons I brought that up is there are other people in that race, there are other like world-class runners in that race. Yeah. I guess I didn't think about that. <laughs> Truly, I think I'm just in my own, like, world of, like, no idea. Trail, I feel like I am so rookie. I have no clue what's going on in the trail world, yeah. which I think is such a sweet spot. And I think that's probably why I did well. Yeah. I know it's part of why I did well. Yeah. is because it's just that naivety of just, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. can't, I can't overthink it. Yeah. But, yeah, Leadville was so epic. They had to change the course slightly because of the snow. Yeah. I'm so grateful for that because I think it cut a thousand feet of elevation gain. <laughs> and I got a pickaxe as my prize, yeah, which was just what a great trophy. Oh my you would never get it was that like in a, a real road pickaxe. Race. It wasn't a like legitimately a legitimately hard like miner's pickaxe and a mining pan. Yeah. It was so it was so good. And it was just so low-key. Yeah. There's no fuss, you know, and it was just like every man out there for themselves. But I think the coolest part about winning Leadville was when I had made the turn, so it was kind of an out and back course. When I made the turn, all the other runners started cheering for me, including the other female runners who were wow. like second through fifth place. Yeah. We're all cheering, which I just, maybe I have experienced this in a red race, but I don't feel like to that level, like yeah. that genuine, like you're doing amazing because we know how hard this is. Yeah. So that was really cool to experience. And 
Well, that's part of what I mean about sort of, I don't know, maybe the larger running community. I mean, you, you run in a race... Like, who are these people on the sidelines with the signs? And who are all the volunteers? Yeah. And who are the people who line the streets yeah. of the Colfax Marathon? Mm-hmm. You, ran, you won the marathon, yeah? In 2017. 2017. Yep. So that's one of the big ones here in Denver. Mm-hmm. I run the half every year. Cool. Um, and, but, like, who are all these people? Like, yeah. what, what's going on? Like, And why, why is everybody so nice? And why is yeah. everybody clapping for me at the yeah. end? I, it looks like I need somebody to clap for me. <laughs> yeah. the line, but, yeah. like, what a... For me, there is... And I'm guessing this is why you found comedy associated with running, but there is such raw emotion and like open wounds yep. uh, that are like tragically funny happening yeah. on a race course, right? Like Totally, totally. Yes, I would say, I mean, I get a lot of material from running. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. It's a vulnerable spot to be in. And I think that that's when you're at that point in the race where you know you're needing those people cheering you on, these perfect strangers cheering you on, yeah. it's the exact same on stage. Yeah. You're in this vulnerable place that you're on display and you need those people to support you. You know, yeah. you need that energy and you need it in the race. And I think, I never thought about that, actually. I like that you brought that up because I've never thought about the energies of both and why they're so complimentary. I think there's lots of other aspects of both that I've drawn to before and I'm like, oh, I get so much of this and this from running and comedy. But I think you're spot on with like the energy that you get from other people and, you know, bringing up the connection with other people. I think you're getting, it's something special in both. Yeah. yeah. And, but it's, it's that same thing. And it's just fundamentally, right? Or it's just that human piece. Yeah. Well, we talk a lot about, uh, in the work that I do when we teach social excellence and we teach people about human connection, you know, it won't surprise you. It's mildly cliche, but we talk a lot about authenticity and really just try and dig in and around that word. And what does that actually mean mm-hmm. for people? And it's it's such a buzzword, but what, I mean, what does it really mean? And for me, I've found, I'll talk about myself for a second. I know Please. I'm not the one being interviewed, but like <laughs> I found in running, I am not by any measure a good runner. I'm not a competitive runner. I am not, uh, and, and like, so what? Like, like, yeah. I'm going to go for a run anyway. And there's something like giving yourself permission to be what you are. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Good. I'm glad I yes. said something that resonated. But like, yeah, I, I think, I don't know. When I think about authenticity, I, most of the time when I talk about authenticity, it's like so, I don't even like what I say because I can't find it. Yeah. But I know it when I feel it. Mm-hmm. And often I feel it when I'm, it like can't breathe climbing up a mountain, like I'm supposed to be running, but I'm barely walking totally. at that point. And there's something so real in that moment. And I got to believe there are spots where you get running a marathon and you're like, you know, mile 22 and you're, A, in the pain of it, it like in the pain cave of marathon, but also like somehow flying and somehow yep. like living you fully. Is that is that real? Is that million, me just fantasizing about what no, it would be like? No, a million percent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, and that happens, I think, on all my runs. I think that's my goal. Yeah. And I, I feel like I find it on all my runs and that's why I'm here every day. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It's a weird place to be in and it's a choice too. Yeah. And that's, I think, what I love about it is it's a, it's a choice that I have to make. Like, do I want to fly or do I want to mm-hmm. suffer? Do I want to lean into my authentic self that I know I can be great yeah. and I know I am great? Can I, am I choosing to lean into that or am I choosing to sit back on my heels in fear? Yeah. And, but that's a choice. I'm so glad that you bring this up. I feel like this is like the perfect timing and oh. like things that I need to like chat about. And like, you're saying things and I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> what I needed to hear. So it's, yeah. And I'm always like a big, like everything happens for a reason, yeah. but I, 1 million percent uh, believe, believe that. 
in that. Yeah. So you said everything happens for a reason. I, I thought I'd bring up your peculiar and uh, delightfully charming habit of collecting change. <laughs> yeah. You, I, I'm not even sure I could explain this. Yeah, but no. like you find, you somehow find change uh-huh. on almost every run. Yeah, it's really gross. Um, <laughs> yeah. So my thing is, I've been doing it since I was little, yeah. but it's, now it's, I mean, I pick up change everywhere I go, but really it's more when I find, I find change on all my runs yeah. in my road runs. So the sad news with trail running is I don't find change. Yeah. So I find trail treasures. So that could be some trash. That could be animals, <laughs> but I have to like find something. You don't pick up animals. I don't pick up animals, but I like if there's like, I don't know, or like I'll mentally like cash a trail treasure. But anyway, so on my road runs, I pick up change and it doesn't matter. People always ask like, what happens if you're in a workout, like a speed workout? I won't, I don't care. I'm stopping and picking up change. And also the other day, earlier this week, I found a dime and 15 pennies on my whole run. And there was one point that I stopped during my workout, climbed underneath a bench at Sloan's Lake to (laughs) gather all this dirty change. And these people were like, what is this girl doing? And I'm like putting it in my vest and like jingling as I go. But so those, my pennies, I call them my pennies from heaven. They're my just affirmations that I'm on the right path. And a lot of times I find the big chunks of them when I need it. And when I know I'm, you know, needing that boost of confidence or needing to just be trusting that I'm on the right path in that moment or whatever thought I'm in, those are just my... And they're just like, they just spark so much joy. They're these little inconsequential things that most people discard and they add up and they just bring me so much joy for whatever reason. So, and I love Abe Lincoln, so it just works. (laughs) I think one of the reasons I love that is, I don't know, the idea that you could find, somehow find divinity or find meaning and like some spiritual connection to gross, really gross discarded change. change. And we're talking, I'm talking about, this is... This is sad to admit. I'll tell you. I'm going to tell you this. So, um, there's a crazy oh, biker awesome. that just went by. That's oh, he terrifying. Like jumped off that rock. Yeah, too. that was cool. Yeah. Um, so I know all the like hot spots to find change, and especially in downtown Denver, there's. I'm not happy to admit this, but like, if you see a pile of dirty clothes on the side, like if you just scoot it around, there's definitely what? pennies under there. What? Because uh, there's so many homeless people there. Yeah. And so. That's, they just, they don't want the pennies. I've asked one guy once, he scattered pennies everywhere. And I said, are these yours? And he was like, yeah, I didn't want them. And I was like, can I have them? And so I was gathering change around this guy. So that happened. So, I mean, yeah, I collect all these change and then I wash my hands when I get Okay, that's good. Yes. That's good. Yeah, no, no hands near mouth. Good. Until well, then, we'll uh, we'll find some hand sanitizer to tuck in your, your vest. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah you probably be, should do that. Mm-hmm. I like to celebrate weird things that people do because, and uh, I didn't even mean to say that, but I read, there's like a little line on your website where you're like, I want to help people like find their, own their weird. Own their, help people own their weird. What do you mean? Like, what's that about? I just recently kind of started to lean into that for some reason. I find when I lean into and own my own weird, I thrive. Yeah. And I'm in my authentic place. Yeah. Since you brought that up, I feel authentic and I do things differently. I just kind of feel like I, like even in this road to trail kind of thing. And like, I showed up to my latest trail race and somebody was like, whoa, you looked like a road runner. And I was like, I don't care. I was in all pink. I loved it. And I was in my USA gear also. Um, And it's just kind of leaning into that and not caring. It's picking up the pennies, digging under a bench and not caring. It's everybody has it. And I think that that is the spark of unique 
uniqueness that everyone has. Mm-hmm. And those are the moments that I try to, I really love to learn about people is like when you, when we were running earlier and I was like, what do you do for a living? And I was expecting like, I'm a, what are those people called? Those accountants. Or like, I'm an accountant or I'm a, like, those people, I'm those like accountants. a, which is great. I yeah, love you accountants, accountants out there. Please. Like I don't do numbers. That's great. <laughs> but when you were like, I'm a motivational speaker, I lit up because I was like, yes, that's unique. Like, yeah. I want to know more. And those yeah. are those moments of connection that yeah. we can learn about other people because everybody has that yeah. something weird about them. They do. And I'm just like, let's let's find out what those things are because that's what is making you unique yeah. and what I'm going to remember about you. And when and people always tell me, so many people tell me, I found a penny the other day and I thought of you. And that's kind of like that. Awesome. Things. Yeah. Like that means a lot that you thought of me. And it also means a lot that like we have that connection yeah. together. So yeah, and I think especially with kids... I think it's like, I was grateful to have a family that supported my weirdness. Like I had a lot of weird moments growing up and they just supported it. And so I just want all the other kids to do the same. And cause I wouldn't be where I'm at today had I just done, done what was normal. That's awesome. So yeah, I think that's where that's, where that comes from. Well, I think a lot of people spend a lot of their time hiding their weird mm-hmm. intentionally, right? Like, mm-hmm trying to keep that from everybody. And I would guess, uh, not to make assumptions that I would know anything about this, but I would guess in the elite running world in particular, like there's a there's a bit of a show to put on. There's totally. a reputation to maintain. There's yeah. a, you got to look like the pro that you claim to be. Yes. And whatever, like you're, yeah. you're runners, you're weird. Like yeah. you've got to be weird <laughs> yeah, to do this, right? Normal people. No. Yeah, yeah there's constant like pain and suffering for a job, you know, like, <laughs> like by choice every day. Yeah. 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 I didn't think about that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Sorry to bring that part up. No, that's, yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. Brittany, we should run back to the car just to, just you know, in case it storms. In case it storms. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for this. Maybe we'll pick up a, a slight little one last question by the car if that's great. okay. Yeah. But let's, uh, let's strap on our shoes and head back. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. This was just awesome. And I'm going to share this on here because we just talked about it. I have in my training plan, I record a yay of the day. And so that's anything on my run. It doesn't matter how bad the run was, anything. I always have to find a yay and report back to my coach. It can like be something so simple. A lot of times it's like how many pennies I found that day. But I'm so excited today to write that we did a podcast on a run in like on a trail. Epic. Epic day. Win. So thank you so much for having me. This is just a blast. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Thanks, Brittany. Yeah. Okay, Brittany, we finished our run. We're back at the trailhead. Uh, I'm going to get in the car. You, of course, are going to go back out and actually run fast this time. No, we did We did awesome. Uh, I wish people could have seen that last little half mile that we did. Yeah, that was Because I was like, you could just run if you want. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to fly. <laughs> and I tried to keep up for, I don't know, maybe a tenth of a mile. And yeah. then that didn't work out. So anyway, that was awesome, though. Thanks. Thank you so much for doing this. I wanted to ask you a question about comedy. I know there's a lot of noise in the background. But when you think about... Like you sit in front of an audience and you've got to you've got to connect with it. Like it's not like telling jokes. No. It's not what and then just walk off. You've got to connect. Mm-hmm. And you've got an improv background. Like yeah. for you, what are what's the secret to like responding and being a part of uh, a conversation? I think good com- comedy is yeah. a conversation, right? Totally. Slowing down. Oh. So isn't that interesting? So running, I'm trying to speed up constantly. Yeah. Comedy, it's really about slowing down. I think you get out there and it's a panic moment, especially, you know, you're trying to make people laugh immediately. You're trying to make sure that they're having a good time. And so you can tend to go rather quickly. And I find when you take that moment, slow down, 
settle in and take your time, it puts the audience at ease and it it allows you to have that moment of connection. It allows you to make the eye contact or it allows you to just feel the energy of the audience. So I've done my show like 10 times and it's the same show. Different audiences are different vibes yeah. and the jokes will hit differently, but you learn to read it. And it's just like, I think it's just learning how to like read people's energy and wait for them. You also have to slow down enough to let them get the joke, laugh out the joke, and then keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I don't know, to extrapolate that advice into the rest of the world, right? Mm. I think slowing down is such, that is not advice I give, nor is it advice that I follow very often in the way that I communicate with people. I'm a fast talker. Mm. I got. I take pride in that. Yeah. Uh, I love. I love fast moving stuff. I love it when we're connected and vibrant and moving yeah. fast. But there is something generous about choosing to slow down to hear and to be to make make sure you're taking in the whole vibe and mm-hmm. understanding everything that's going on. That's what a great advice. And one of the big things that we teach in improv is silence is okay. And, and, but it's getting comfortable with it because it's awkward. And it's, I mean, we're not used to silence, yeah. you know, like on the trail, I just want to learn all the things, but I'm also like, I hope you're having a good time. I don't want to like <laughs> not have any conversation going because then is it too quiet? Right. But then you just remember that like silence are those moments of centering. Yeah. And on stage, those are some of the most brilliant moments is when no one's talking and they're just doing an action or they're, you can see that they're connecting with the other player on stage and they haven't said anything yet. And you can see it, sense it, feel it. And sometimes the most hilarious moments come from those moments of not talking. And I think that's the same when we're connecting with people is that sometimes it's those moments that we're not talking that a lot gets said. This is maybe the second podcast interview. I don't know how the, when this episode will come out, but this is the second interview in a row where the, the topic of silence as a powerful way to connect with people has come up. Wow. And not intentionally. Uh, wow. In entirely different ways, but that's really cool. And I think speaks to, uh, maybe it's on topic for running, right? Like there's mm-hmm. there's some some beauty in running together. That, <laughs> when you go on a run, like we did, but with anybody, you go on a run with people, there's always chit-chat at the trailhead, yeah. chit-chat at the beginning of the run, and as we take our first few steps, and then you get into the rhythm and then there are no words necessary. No. And you're feeling it. And you know you're still there together. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's real in a lot of the ways we connect with people in life, mm-hmm. right? Real connections, yeah. sometimes you just get in the rhythm and it's okay. That's, yeah. That's, it's okay to feel that connection. And I think that that's when you know your connection is deeper, is when you don't have to fill that time and you don't have to say anything. You just are there and you are there together. What a perfect way to end our conversation. Yeah. Brittany, this was awesome. Yay, I'm so, so excited. This is a blast. Yay of the day. Hey, uh, oh, Brittany, you, oh, yeah. we can find you on the internet. Yes, let's plug me, please. Great. Uh, how about your website? Let's start there. You great. got a website? I do. It's thefunnyrunner.com. That's great. Thefunnyrunner.com. Mm-hmm. And funnyrunner26.2 is the Instagram I ha- handle I follow. Yep, and that's my, um, that's the best place that you can follow my, my journey. I post quite regularly because I really love to share this craziness that running is. I share the gross, the uh, the gross pennies. I share like the, all the different training aspects of running elite and just like me as a person. I think that that's something I take pride in is showing also who I am as a person and kind of my 
my weird. Yeah. My weird stuff. So. Hey, any uh, any upcoming events or anything you want us to cheer for yet? Yeah. I don't know when this will come out, but I have the um, Aspen Backcountry Heavy Half will be my last trail race of this season, and that's August 10th. And then my big race for the fall is the Marine Corps Marathon, October 27th in D.C. Marine Corps is a massive, massive yeah. marathon, a big race. I've never run it, but I accidentally was in D.C. while it was going on, and I couldn't get through the streets, so I got wow. to watch it and cheer cool. for a while. It was such an inspiring race, such a such a cool, cool, cool. race. Anyway, that's awesome. Well, awesome. we'll be cheering for Yay. you. Thanks again, Brittany. Thank you. All right, we'll see you out there. Thanks, Matt. All right, I'm back in the studio now, all showered up, and I got the regular clothes on, and I remain incredibly grateful to Brittany for doing that that just really fun episode. Man, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I'm I'm on a high. Follow Brittany at at funnyrunner26.2 on Instagram or thefunnyrunner.com. That's her website. Man, cool stuff. You'll find upcoming comedy shows for her. You'll find upcoming races that you can cheer her on. Maybe give her a little Instagram love and uh, and just follow along and, and, and stay connected to somebody who I think is really good at connecting with people. She certainly was able to connect with me out there on that run, a really generous runner. She stayed nice and slow for me so that we could just engage in conversation. Super cool. Hey, thanks to Brittany and thanks to you. Thanks for listening, man. Thanks for being a part of this. Not just a listener, but thanks for being a part of this, I don't know, group of people, people, people who listen to this podcast, who, who, you know, give us some ratings on iTunes. Thanks for that. But also people who are doing their own thing out there in the world to gather together, shake hands, build relationships, have cool conversations and spread humanity and make the world a better place. You know, when people gather together, we matter. We have a chance to change the world in cool ways. Maybe you're gathering together around some nonprofit cause. Maybe you're gathering together around some cool business venture. Maybe you're gathering together around a thing that you're into, like running or comedy or who knows what. But keep doing it. Own your weird. Stay social. Stay excellent. Thanks for listening. I'll see you out there.